0: Listening to A to, A to the K. A to the K. A
1: to the K. A to the K. A to the K. A to the K. Wrestle Talk Podcast.
0: Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. Shall we talk about This Week in Wrestling, Carl?
1: Let us talk This Week in Wrestling. Well, kicking off, it is I'm stepping up to the plate to talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, and the card this week consisted, it was a, quite a small card, really, uh, by comparison of, to fill Three Hours. Um, Don't worry,
0: NXT, I'll make up for it. <laughs>
1: um, so the card itself, if we give a bit of a rundown, we had um, a three-on-three tag match with Nia Jax, uh, Shayna Baszler and Lana taking on Asuka, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Um, and it was actually yeah. it was actually Asuka, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke picking up the win. I have um, some gripes about this. Yes, <laughs> I look forward to hearing them. Um, we had an episode of the Firefly Funhouse, which was crazy um, and quite funny um, at the same time, um, which we'll potentially talk about in a little bit. We had uh, the tag titles on the line, The New Day taking on The Hit, Bidness, the winning team would be the ones who'd go on to Survivor Series to take on New Day Light. Uh, sorry, Street Profits. Um, <laughs> and uh, New Day... Uh, retained uh, beat the Herbidness and remained champions um, we had the men's Survivor Series team for Raw um, trying to show their allegiance to one another by taking on Retribution um, and Retribution picked up the win because they couldn't stay on the same page um, Retribution had to get a win in eventually or they might look stupid <laughs> yeah exactly it was getting really close for them potentially looking stupid at this point really close
0: really really, <laughs>
1: really close. um Based off uh, the shenanigans that we saw in the Firefly Funhouse, we then got to see The Miz take on Bray Wyatt, with Bray Wyatt obviously picking up the win. And the main event of the evening may have been spoiled already by the previous segment, but if you're just watching this one, um, we had a WWE title match with Randy Orton taking on Drew McIntyre, and McIntyre wins. New champ. Two-time champ. Two-time. So, very exciting um so So. let's talk about the highlights and the oshites. and i've decided i ramble too much and i know there's three (laughs) hours worth of stuff to fit in but you know what i'm not going to talk about it all i'm just going to talk about the things that were actually good and the things that were actually bad and you know that might mean that we don't cover you know all 87 24 7 title changes that happen every show and we may not cover every backstage segment where that random ball guy, Adam Pierce comes out of nowhere and chats some shit. We, we may... Not- oh, depth. they're speaking to uh, the freak again. Exactly. None of that. Was he even on SmackDown? I think they forgot about him again. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um, so, yeah. So, a more condensed version of This Week in Wrestling, if you will, especially from my side, because I chat shit a lot. So, highlights for Raw this week. Um... <laughs> Really stupid one, but just made me chuckle loads. So Yeah, it was funny, to be fair. I thought it was hilarious that basically AJ Styles thought that his new bodyguard just couldn't speak English. And it turns out, well, yeah, he definitely can. And he was just like, well, you know, of course I can. He never asked. It was just the stupidest thing ever, but it got a proper chuckle out of me because it was just like AJ walking around, just being like, well, this guy obviously can't speak English. You know, flat earther, that is AJ. Um, And he's just like, well, you never (laughs) asked me, man. Um, So, yeah, proper give me a chuckle
0: No, well, to be fair, I, he's doing doing good work with that bodyguard shtick, let's say. He is. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, small one, but it made me laugh. Um, I actually thought the Bray Wyatt and Miz match um, is really good. So, ahead of this, there was another kind of back and forth with uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross. Um, and I, th- I believe uh, Alexa made Nikki Cross. <laughs> she did, um, and yeah. So obviously Nikki is there saying, "Do you know what, Lexi? Lexi, you need to like stay away from this guy. It's bad news. Like every teenage bloody relationship going. Like stay away from the bad, stay away from the bad boy. Your parents are gonna be so mad at you, Lexi." Um, <laughs> <laughs> <because he's> just <laughs> fiend is just in the corner with his leather jacket. Like exactly. Yeah. It's almost like fucking um the fucking. Alia, Alia, Mysterio, and Buddy Murphy <laughs> storyline.
0: Um, Except more need,
1: terrifying. <laughs> we just need all of Alexa Bliss's family to come in now and be really disappointed and very <laughs> yeah, The whole Bliss family. <laughs> just, just, just um, family show, quite literally. Well, exactly. Um, but no, so I thought um, this was quite good. So ahead of it, obviously uh, Nikki and Alexa had a bit of a spat again, um, and this time Alexa had had enough and did the shit out of Nick. And the commentary team made us. You know super sure and super aware that they are now former best friends you know because what? we are all oh. goldfish and we can't possibly like understand what's happening so you know that. that's
0: i'm looking forward to them to inevitably having a match which is where this is going to go i'm not looking forward to the commentary team reminding us every five seconds
1: about how they used to be best friends well you just know that's what's gonna happen like and it, oh. it's gonna be over the top is um But no, so that was all fine. Um, And then the match itself I thought was really good as well. A really strong match for an episode of Raw. Um, And there was just a bit in the match that just fucking made me chuckle again. And basically, uh, Morrison was getting involved and just being a bit of a dick. So out of nowhere, Alexa Bliss just fucking flies and like takes him out and gets him over the barricade. And just absolutely wipes him out. I don't know, I just wasn't (laughs) expecting it. I just thought it was hilarious.
0: I mean, sadly, Morrison, he's uh, hes there to be a, a side character to me at the minute, so fuck it, why not? Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, it adds some good comic value, though. I love no, how definitely. committed Bliss is to a character when she goes into character work. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's given her all to this Bray Wyatt stuff. To be honest, we never saw him again, uh, Morrison, so maybe he's just like Austin Theory, and he's just going to stay there for weeks and weeks, and he'll just turn up and... Yeah, like, Gets up three weeks
0: later, like, how? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: why didn't no one help me? Um, but, yeah, I thought the the way you know that what? she kind of... Like,
0: Correct me if you disagree on this, Carl. Did you not find it weird that they didn't do their joint music, Miz and Morrison? Yeah, a little bit.
1: I feel like even though they're a tag team now, because he's got the money in the bank, they're kind of separating them again, aren't they?
0: Yeah, but it was like all Miz. They didn't do that beginning Morrison bit or no. whatever way they do it. No, they normally do Begin and Miz, don't they, and then go into Morrison's music. Mm. But in any case, I find it really weird that they didn't do the two mixed together like they normally do. They both come down the ring together, so why not?
1: Yeah. I think, weirdly, it also coincides with the fact that the latest series of his Ms and Mrs show has started up again, and it's like since that's happened, he's now got the money in the bank. He's now coming down, you know, separately and getting his own kind of star, starlight, I starlight. Know. That's not right. What spotlight? Yeah,
0: news just coming in. Um, Dave Meltzer's reporting that WWE have no immediate plans for uh, John Morrison.
1: Oh, okay, interesting, okay. interesting. That's cool. <laughs> Um But no, I thought I thought um, yeah, Alexa was really good. Yeah, the way that she kind of just popped back up as well after taking out Morrison, just a little grin on her face. I thought it was fantastic. I'm really liking these two together. Um, Just batshit crazy, and I like it. Um, And the final highlight to talk about, Anthony, is Drew McIntyre. He's the fucking man once more. Two-time champion. Um, Yeah, just so happy for him. I know, right, got to give you your props, Anthony. You called this shit last week. I was like, nah, it makes no sense. Why the hell would you take the belt off him in the first place? Are you going to give him it back so soon? But they did.
0: It was definitely the right move, though. Like, not, not dropping it in the first place. I don't know if I feel, how I feel about that, to be honest. Yeah. But it was definitely the right move, because how much better is McIntyre going up against Roman?
1: Oh, yeah. No offence to me, Randy, but... <clears throat> for me, I, I honestly think that McIntyre and Roman could be a WrestleMania main event. And, you know, I'm watching really? on Survivor Series. I get it's one of the big four. It's arguably the weakest of the big four now, isn't it? I but, would agree. Um, you know, for me, with the little build that it had, I don't know, it could have... Well, this is the scary
0: thing, and I think I mentioned it on uh, SmackDown, and I'll, I'll get on to three reasons why. But this had, like, what, two weeks' worth of build? And mm. I'm so hi- I uh, was, because we've now seen it, was so hyped for that match. Yeah. That's, that's something we don't see very often, though. Like, it's for me. like being
1: built for months and I'm like, just have the fucking match. <laughs> like for me, and you know, we are going to talk about it. This was, these are two guys on the top of their fucking game, two megastars of like today's product. And it was just like a two week throwaway. And don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting under the degree because. Dynamite and AW was worse. They only gave fucking a lot of their feuds a one-week build, if that. Mm-hmm. maybe even had a build. So I'm not being, you know, fucking pro-AW or anything here, but yeah, yeah. two weeks to build up something like Drew McIntyre and Roman just made no sense. And I just don't understand why have not drop it in the first place. The only thing I can think of is, is it to kind of cement, cement him a bit more as a main event star, so now he's a two-time champion. Do you know what I mean? And he's,
0: he's took out Randy. Yeah. In the process, he's not like he, he won it off like you know the Miz took advantage and he won it back or something. He's yeah. he's took it like legitimately off a legend in the business as well, or two yeah. legends in the business. Kind of. Um, yeah. but there's also a suggestion that, um, they're building Randy's stats up as well so he can compete with uh, I want to say John Cena in terms of the numbers. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's got to be it's got to be close now, isn't it? I think, yeah. um, I think S- Cena on 15, I know Ric Flair 16 times, isn't he? On yeah, AAA I think 14.
0: I think this brings Randy this this title run, however short it was, brings Randy closer to John Cena's fifteen. Yeah. I want to say he might be like fourteen at this point. So when mm. the next time he wins, he's going to be level pegging with him or something. Okay. Um, but there's a suggestion that they they had that turnover so that it sort of suited both people. Randy gets another championship in it, it, on his list number wise, and uh, Drew gets to cement himself a bit further.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I was shocked when he lost it in the first place. So. I just yeah. thought there must have been something a bit more to it than just you know giving them an extra an extra title on on the records, but yeah, I was surprised to say the least. I wasn't expecting it, so I marked out even more. Um, so fair play to you. You predicted this one. Got to tip my hat to you. Um, I'm not going to say going to eat me ass because you know you went through that and you had Go a on. terrible terrible bout of stomach issues for for months after that. That's true. All them um, at. But no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a fantastic main event. Um and yeah I thought so really interestingly we've been seeing this Drew McIntyre-Sheamus thing for a while now where they're kind of like oh we're Celtic I'm Irish you're Scottish yeah you know we're in this together and you know Sheamus is a heel by all accounts and Drew McIntyre is very firmly a face so I I've feel like the thought, is Sheamus well I don't know I've always thought it was a really weird dynamic and for me I think this is all going to lead up to and I fantasy booked the shit out of this you may have predicted you may have predicted that Drew was going to reclaim his title, but months and months ago, when we did our WrestleMania fantasy booking, I predicted Drew McIntyre, Sheamus. You did, and I feel like we're going to get it, and I'm fucking hyped for it because I really, I do really want to see it. But for me, you know, Sheamus doing all this kind of stuff and gifting him the family sword and the kilt with the kilt and all the kind of all this kind of stuff, it was just I don't know. Sheamus is still the heel. We yeah. haven't ended Drew come out swinging his sword around. <laughs> you just see us. Big sword protruding <laughs> from his kilt, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I,
0: I I feel like I don't know if it was true or a blag actually, but I feel like I read somewhere that that sword was actually Vince's as well.
1: But I don't know. apparently so. I think Triple H and Stephanie bought him it as a gift, um, and Vince was like, "Yeah, I used his sword." So that's a hell of a seal of approval from the boss, isn't it? If that was the case, but yeah, Um so he comes yeah. out grasping Vince's sword in <laughs> his hand, <laughs> gonna put my big sword into the ground, and. Mm, yeah, um, so yeah, I don't know, uh, I thought it was a fantastic main event, um, and I'm hoping it is going to set something up now with Sheamus and Drew, because, you know, spoilers, if you don't want to know the Survivor Series results,
0: no, don't do cover it. your
1: ears now, but obviously Drew McIntyre lost that match with Roman, so where does Drew go next? You know, Orton seems to be out of the picture for a little bit, I don't know where he is, so for me, I don't know. Seamus build maybe up to Rumble, maybe up to Mania, but it's going to happen, I think. And I, I think
0: only a minor thing. I'm all for the match, but I want Seamus to have his old music back before that. <laughs>
1: oh yeah,
0: prefer his old one.
1: Yeah, it's a shameful thing. You yeah. lost your head, careless <laughs> man who could wind up dead. Didn't he? Um, didn't everyone take the piss out of it? Don't they say uh, it sounds like lobster head? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shameful thing, lobster head. That's uh, the trouble when you sing in an accent. <laughs> so yeah. We yeah. want the lobster. I'm all for yeah,
0: I'm all for the feud, but I want lobster head back.
1: Um so yeah, they were all the highlights. In terms of the Oshites, um to be honest, there was a lot of stuff that was just mess. So I'm not gonna talk about it, but in terms of Oshites, so all the women's stuff like Lana table again, like, oh you're not good enough to be on the team, but even though you're a tag team partner, blah blah blah. Okay. That, and then
0: uh, right, I'm willing to just go fuck it, they put Lana through tables now. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about, right? What I'm not willing to forgive is the fact that Lana got put through a table like she does every week, right? Which at one point was meant to be a serious thing. When you get put through a table, it was meant to be a big thing you do, right? And then the rest of the night, all everyone's going on about is, poor Mandy Rose is hurt. It's like, do, do we literally not care about Lana that much? that You're more concerned about Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose got taken to the back, got checked over by medics. I'm confident Lana got told, just get up. Pretty much, like, yeah. I, it's just, it's such a weird booking for me that, like, they're being heels and doing heel things. I can, I'm fine with that. But the mere fact that no one else gave a shit, they put Lana through a table, right? And the good guys in uh, Dana Brooke and Asker just walked away.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, that's what they do. Don't worry about it. They'll tire themselves out. Like, yeah, don't try and help Lana. Fuck those guys. Why? No. have got. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't know what it is. They've got this weird really booking. Weird, yeah, it's this really weird angle they've got on it where basically nobody likes Lana, so no one really cares, nobody wants her on the team, no one's her friend. She's all sad, she's all alone. And yeah, I, I don't know, I just don't get it. And I think the fact that they're now doing like a, a counter for how many times she's been through the table, it's just like, it's fucking I, shooting, I They're
0: shit? ruining table spots for me. Yeah. They're, they're
1: just fucking ruining it. If, if someone's there now and goes to a table, and is, like, really trying to sell it the following week, I'd be like, well, fucking Lana gets put through around every week, and she's out fine, so... And this is the thing, and they're like, oh, oh, God, and, like, Lana just gets back up again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fuck's sake. I mean, if anything, maybe it's the fucking most incredible build ever for Lana. Maybe she just turned into <laughs> a superwoman character. Goes into a gimmick of being table-proof. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a shit, that, isn't it? Lana, 100% table-proof.
0: You definitely need to make that. We'll definitely sell that merch. I think
1: we should. Um, I know me, by buy um, but yeah, so there's that. Oh, can we, we make that. some sort of Ikea reference? <laughs> yeah, some assembly required. I, I like, don't know. It. I'll I'll like it, a... We could put like Either the way, little, uh, little dots above the A, in, like uh, <laughs> the Lana range. See, tables.
0: I like it. There you go. So there, there's some <laughs> shirts that are coming out in the merch store probably <laughs> tomorrow. Go, Carl,
1: go. Oh man, That's That's great. Works, works me to the bow, guy, I tell you. Um, <laughs> Did I say then... you can talk? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> know why i'd be typing to create graphics but yeah you get the point point. <laughs> um, <laughs> <coming out awful. laughs> um, and then the final low shite it's just the whole survivor series team like uh how often do we see like a bunch of like oddities who just can't get along and you've got someone who wants to be a team captain and he's trying to get the team to all band together but then the whole team capitulates and you know all goes hits up. like we've how many times we've seen it it's boring just do something different please
0: the thing for me with this is um I don't mind all those shenanigans. Like, it it, it happens every year. You're used to it. It's not entertaining, really, but it's not aggravating. What I don't like, and I'm confident that WWE aren't actually trying to book him this way, but Braun just seems like an unlikable douche.
1: Yeah, he's I really don't know if they're
0: actually trying to book him that way, or he's just inherently an unlikable douche. Hmm. But everything they do, like, it's like he's just... I don't know. I just He's hard to, to sort of like as a character. I never liked him when he was being a face or when he was the Universal Champion either. Uh, but the more I see him, the more he's trying to adjust his gimmick. It just never works. No. for me. I don't
1: know what Look, it is. Apparently, they're meant to have turned him back face again as well, which I don't get. But when? To be honest, <laughs> to be honest, he's got more fucking turns in the big show, this guy. But um, <laughs> I, f- I felt like Keith Lee was a bit of a dick this week as well because they basically had... Obviously, AJ made them all T-shirts and stuff and then Keith Lee's like, what am I meant to fit this on my bicep? You know, because like, oh, you're such a big guy. And then Braun's like, would you get this baby gap? And it's like, wow. So you both said the same shit joke two different ways, and you both <laughs> like, like well.
0: Yeah, well done, well done, Keith. You've now yeah. done the same joke as Braun. Yeah, exactly. I'm
1: proud of yourself. Yeah, exactly. And i sorry, Riddle. Nearly could nearly use the unspeakable first name there. And Riddle's. Ah, oh, that like, was a
0: cringeworthy thing. They tried to make a joke about that, didn't they? Or did Keith try and make it? No, that was last week, wasn't it? That was last Keith, week. Keith yeah. Make a joke. Like yeah. that was just cringe. Like th- nothing yeah. about
1: it was working really. But
0: no, definitely not. But, but no. we did get that funny little skit with uh, his bodyguard, So you got to give it something.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. So there was that aspect of it.
0: But I mm. do need I do need one oh, call because I need to talk about it. Okay. <sighs> the new day. Mm. What happened? Is it just me, or have they become a lot less capable on the mic than they used to be? Like, I felt like Kofi was falling over his words and the stuff they were saying wasn't really that funny. There was a time they were, like, the biggest thing ever and, and a lot of it was down to the fact they were quite organic on the mic and they were given a bit of freedom to do their own promos. And it's like, I don't know, they, they came out to the to the hair business and they're trying to do that usual talk and smack thing. And I wouldn't have even said Big E was the biggest character in, in New Day, but, the, like am I noticing his absence here or have they just suddenly got worse? So they phoned it in because I, Kofi just came across shit on the mic.
1: Mm. I'll be honest. I feel like the whole dynamics being set up just by one of the guys not being there. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's really, really it? bizarre. Um, I also don't know whether, whether they're kind of maybe a little, a little bit worried because you've got the street profits who are effectively new daylight um and they're there, you know, cutting these promos and for whatever reason people think they're fucking hilarious. So it's like hmm, maybe they're a bit like I don't know, worried or a bit on edge because there was a time I would
0: say the Street Profits, yeah, they like the New Day but without personalities. That's that's the remark I would have made. Mm-hmm. But if New Day keep up with the way they were this week, this was shocking. I I mm. didn't enjoy that at all.
1: No. It definitely, it it doesn't feel like the New Day of old and it feels like the New Day doesn't work. as just the two of them. And it's I know it's been just Big E and Kofi for a while because Xavier's been out, but I don't even think it worked when it was just Biggie and Kofi, if I'm honest. The thing is,
0: I, I was hoping for a return to form because I I watch him up, up, down, down. I'm a big fan of it. Mm. I know that Xavier's got a ton of charisma. So I was mm. like, okay, when he comes back, they're going to be on form again. And then they split them up for some reason and he didn't do a lot of talking Xavier and the talking was left to Kofi and it was just not good. No. I don't want to rag on them too much. I'm just going to say not good, but it does concern me.
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a very fair shout to be interested to see where they go next and what they do because there's not like there's a, a big string of tag teams even on the men's division waiting for them. So what what's next for them? Indeed. So, Anthony, that was Raw. Hopefully, in you know condensed fashion, if you will. Um, but Maybe. to be honest, <laughs> I thought it wasn't terrible. It wasn't fantastic. For me, it's completely middle of the road. It gets a two and a half and predominantly that rating is driven by the main event. Um and maybe a little bit the Fiend Alexa stuff. Um, because I don't know, like that main event was fantastic. Drew being the champ, obviously I'm a massive mark for Drew, so you know, that straight away is probably giving it a whole point, <laughs> if not a point and a half, um, on top. But I think it was just a really different raw. So it wasn't filled with the usual kind of filler segments and random comedy stuff or like our R truth and fucking Liv Morgan eating some Snickers or something like they do every week. Do you know what I mean? It was it was just like, here's a card, it's condensed, we're gonna put longer matches on. And yeah, that's that. And it was yeah, not. So I'll tell you what I'm gonna do.
0: I was inclined to give it a two. Mm-hmm. But I think you made a really good point there about they've tried to have longer <laughs> matches and they've changed it up a little bit. So as a reward to hopefully encourage them to keep, you know, doing this in future and improving this way, because I know that they worry about my rating every week. It's okay, Vince, I got you. Right. I'm going to go two and a half as well. I'm going to give all them that right. extra half a point because they have cut out some of the stuff that would have pushed the rating down normally for me.
1: Okay. I like it. I like it. Anthony's rewards, giving out half stars to everyone. Half stars for all. So that was raw, Anthony. Please tell me more about NXT. This week, okay. So, NXT, Carl, was a, a, a more stacked card
0: than they've had in recent weeks, to be honest. Um, so we had a, a good few matches now. All right, these weren't all winners, but as you say as stacked,
1: go- you mean, more, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, doesn't mean
1: they were good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so as far as the card goes, we we opened the night with uh, Leon Ruff going up against Johnny Gargano again for the North American title. With Leon Ruff taking an upset win, um, obviously with some assistance because he's a little guy, he's not going to win by himself, apparently. <laughs> We uh, had Cameron Grimes going up against Dexter Loomis in a fucking annoying match. I mean, mm-hmm. a blindfold match. We had uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell going up against Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. All the case. Um, and we saw Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell taking the win. We saw Kushida going up against a, I was going to say repackaged, Atero Ruiz. Ruiz? Uh, you may remember him from Roar Underground, Carl. Mm hmm. We saw Tony Storm and Ember Moon going up against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez with Tony Storm and Ember Moon taking the win. We saw Tim Thatcher going up against August Gray. Who? okay, Um Tim Thatcher took the win on that one, understandably. We then should have closed out the night on the NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai, going up against Rhea Ripley in an absolute banger of a match with Io Shirai taking the win. But that wasn't all. We then closed the night on a a promo a segment a skit i don't know uh with the undisputed era returning against pat mccaff's group and that is the card so let's talk about the the highlights shall we carl i'm not talking about the one you've just done on our notes let's talk about the good points of the show so uh i've not got too many but i just want to mention it um we've got the storm and moon tag match i thought was a really good match thoroughly enjoyed i thought all parties brought it it was um a lot better quality than I probably thought it was going to be. Um, and to be fair, you know, Tony Storm, since she's made a return, she's actually been really good in the ring. Um, I, I unfortunately don't know a lot of her before that, but uh, I believe she was NXT UK champion for a while. So she's um, she definitely got the chops, but um, mm-hmm. a all, all really good match from them. So I think it deserves a mention on the highlights. Now, I'm going to do something unusual. Calm. My next highlight is for Tim Thatcher. What? I know. And that's not because of the match. He had a match with some guy, some grey fella, and um, and won, as he does, with a submission. But um, they went for this little bit at the end where he was going to be more of an arsehole and, and try and injure the fella. And Tommaso intimidated him into, into not doing. And we're looking potentially towards a feud between Tim Thatcher and um, Tommaso Ciampa, which, to be honest, yeah. I'm all for that. I've Do struggled to find something for Tim, but yeah, let's exactly. have
1: that. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like every week we're we're saying, well, he's done fuck all since the whole riddle match. He just doesn't seem to have a place. He doesn't really belong. There's nothing that mm. seems exciting. But then you go to Maso Ciampa and you're like, okay, I'd, yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> so mm. fair, fair news. Yeah. So that, that to me is like, yeah, you've made it to the highlights, Tim.
0: Welcome. Um. At the my big boy one. table
1: now, Tim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my last one. Is um, again, I sort of alluded to it in the doing the card, but um, the women's title match with the Shirai uh, going up against Rhea Ripley. I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I did, but my god, they've got some chemistry in the ring. That was a really good match, yeah. and I honestly, it should have closed the night out. I think it was a stupid move not closing the night out on that match.
1: Yeah, you know what? I feel like um, obviously Shirai is fantastic and she puts on really good matches anyway with, with most people, but um, I don't know. I just think Ray Ripley, since that match, you have a Flair. I was really blown away by her thinking she's going to be a main event level star here. And then she's mm. just kind of just done nothing, actually. Like I know she went away for a bit and I think she was she having an injury or something. She wasn't really... I don't know if there was actually some issue because she's
0: not American. Oh, the Aussie was, thing, was wasn't it? Yeah. Issue, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I know she was missing for a bit and then she came back and I don't know, she'd just kind of been floating around. She had the thing with, um, was it Martinez or Gonzalez? can't remember which one um... it was. Um... I want to say
0: Gonzalez because wasn't Martinez doing the retribution stuff?
1: Yes, um, yeah. So with Gonzalez, so obviously we had that for a bit, but then, yeah, this was just a reminder to me that like she is, she's got the potential yeah. to be, you know, a fucking big. Sadly,
0: star. I um I just don't think she's long for NXT. I think she needs to go to the main card now.
1: Yeah, I just think I don't know. It's weird because if she goes to the main card, I worry about it because. What? What are they? What's she gonna do? I don't know, Put her I, against I, Santa I, Jacks or Shayna Baszler. See, this it. is
0: the problem for me. I, I, I can't think long term. But if you want to win me over on her going to the main card, put her on Raw. Put her up against Asker for the title. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Man. Yeah. Don't know where you go after that, but mm-hmm. that, that straight away, that's one good thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to the old here we go. So, <laughs> um, this, this one, I don't know if this is me. Being an old man who doesn't get things anymore because a lot of people love Cameron Grimes. I don't yeah, get it. I don't get that. And a lot of people love his shenanigans and his character. I don't like him. I don't think he's funny. And mm. I think that probably sours a lot of this because I wasn't a fan of this whole stupid shit with the blindfold thing, the fact that we're not actually getting any sort of real match between him and Loomis and we're just getting a bunch of shenanigans. Just mm. have a match. Like, I didn't enjoy any of it, none of his backstage ramblings because I don't find him funny. Now, other people might have enjoyed this a lot more than I did, but there wasn't really a match there. The ref got knocked out, so the blindfolds come off naturally because you have to. Um, and that probably was a good move in the sense of like it wouldn't have been a good match to watch otherwise. But mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I couldn't get behind this at all. I I don't. It's it's no shite for me, but it might not be for you or for other people because I just I'm not so on arms.
1: You know what? No, it is a bit, and I, you know I'm, I'm I'm quite a big fan of Dexter. Um, so I don't really, I can't really blame him for it because he's he's doing his character work fine. I just think it is, it's Grimes. and like even with that weird um, fucking House of Fun matter of the fuck they had at horror. Um, yeah, yeah. What 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 even was it? I don't know what it, was, it wasn't extreme. Halloween Games, House of Horror or something. How oh, Halloween Havoc wasn't. It? Um, but yeah, like they did that and that was just weird as fuck and felt out of place in the weird like shower thing and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I just they need to just exit this feud with the pair of them because I agree. I'm sure they could both go on to do some really good stuff, but they just they just don't have it together. And I think it's just hurting both of them. Well,
0: this is one thing that annoyed me the other week because one match I thought was a good potential feud and a good it started out being a good match until Grimes got involved was Loomis and Thatcher. I thought that could have worked. Yeah. Now we've got Tommaso, so i I'm, I'm work with that. But um, yeah, Loomis could do better. No offence to, to Grimes, but I'm just not sold on his character. My next one, Carl, um, I'm interested in how you feel about this as well, was... um. We've sort of built up uh, Indy Hartwell being part of the Gargano family, as it were. And I don't know, I think because of the, the weeks of like uh, helping them out in a mask for some reason, even though we knew it was and, and so on, I don't know, I kind of expected more from this tag match. So she tag teamed with uh, Candace LeRae going up against, who did they go up against again? Look at me. All the, K's. All uh, the K's. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. And, um, I don't know, I was expecting more from this match. The match itself kind of fell flat for me, and I didn't really see much great chemistry between the two, and I just feel like, I don't know whether I'm being unfair or it, but I feel like I've I've sort of been built up to them as a team, that I'm like, well, I was expecting a little more. I don't know.
1: I just don't get where they're going. Like, it made sense when she was getting involved and trying to help help them both out and stuff. Cool. But, like, what? so what are the tag... Is that it now? Are they a tag team? If so, like, what? Like, what, what are they going to do? <laughs> I, I don't know, I just... Yeah, I'm not really I don't really care about it because they've had this whole story of who is this and you know this crazy mass woman's getting involved in xyz things and it turns out to be her and you know great but yeah like where where do you go from here feels like they haven't really thought it through
0: yeah that's the thing and um I don't know It yeah just didn't work <laughs> um my next one Carl again I touched on it before is Kashida going up against um I want to say is it Ruas I'm saying that last name right um and essentially, this we didn't see a lot of this fella in Raw Underground, but he was in Raw Underground uh, for its brief tenure. And to me, this looked when he come out to the ring, he's repackaged. He was looking a bit fierce. Um, it looked like they were trying to sort of bring this guy out, do you know what I mean, and, and, and give him a bit of bit of a push. But then the match lasted all of five minutes. I don't even think five minutes. So it's like, well, Kushida got the win, and that was about it. There was there wasn't enough time to showcase anybody can this guy go in the ring? I have no idea. And I think that was a bit of a wasted opportunity. And I'm not saying he should have won. You know, keep the win with Kushida. Just have a longer match so we can see what they're both capable of.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: So my last one, Carl, again, I alluded to it earlier. Um, and that is the, we closed the night out weirdly. We had um, the shirai rear Ripley match. Then for some reason, Finn comes out to congratulate Shirai because Finn's not been around for a while and he starts talking about the future or whatever. Um, and then, Pat and the gang come out to basically talk shit because they're going to get all the titles in NXT, all three of them. And um, yeah, it just sort of then led to Finn being like, well, I brought my friends and then the Undisputed Era make a surprise return because they've been gone for a week, I think, maybe two. Um, And I don't know, for me, I was like, this should be like big hype. And I don't know how you felt about it, Carl. but it's like, well, I don't think they've been gone long enough for it to be a big hype. Um, You know, in some senses, we had surely Pat's going against Adam Cole. Um, Strong and Fisher going up against, um, what's-his-face, the Only Larkin and Dingy. And uh, I'm great with these details, aren't I? Uh, so there's there's not enough people for Finn to actually be involved properly. So what? when when was Finn part of the Undisputed Leader? Are mm-hmm. there any other members of the Ballot Club? I just don't know. <laughs> no. um, so I'd, I feel like they shoehorn Finn in there just for no reason, for this element of surprise, maybe. Um, and yeah, it just... I don't know. I I come off a really good match and I was feeling like this was just maybe it was just the wrong time of the night for me. I don't know. But
1: I didn't enjoy this. No, I think again it's it's kind of it almost feels a little bit directionless because you've had the whole Pat McAfat Cole thing, and then you've had like, Oh well, he's back now and they want to go after this, cool, oh here's Pete Dunn, oh cool. And then like what like what what I know the buildings to war games, but this didn't I dunno, did it do anything? I don't think it did. And but again, the, like you've got this Finn. is kind of the problem. Oh. That, like because they're building to war games,
0: I feel like they have brought undisputed air back prematurely. Mm. Can you really be excited about them being back when literally they've been gone two weeks?
1: Well, exactly
0: Yeah, just didn't. I don't know. It didn't land for me. I, I get it. They got war games to do, but after yeah. that, so that was NXT, Carl. That was NXT. Um, this was not a good week, sadly, despite the card being like quite full compared to what it normally is. Um, I feel like I hate when they kind of do this and it's something a little moan I'm gonna have about Smackdown as well if I'm honest with you is that they're heading towards something so it's like let's be all about heading towards that so it doesn't matter when you know we're building towards war games so let's do that and I think some of the elements that annoyed me were because of war games so Hmm. um, it's not that I'm not going to enjoy war games it's just like you know maybe finish this week and then we'll go from there So uh, for me, I'm probably going to give it up. I'm going to give it a one. You know, there was like, Mm. I was tempted to maybe go a bit higher, maybe go a two, one for each match that I enjoyed, but fuck fucky, they're better than this. They have been better than this, so it's a one.
1: Yeah, agreed. I think it was a really poor episode. I think the only, (laughs) the only kind of thing that stood out properly was the women's match um, with with Ray Ripley um, and Shirai. So yeah, for me, that that deserves a point. The rest of the show just felt a bit like thrown together, if you will. So yeah, not the biggest fan. Totally agree. However. However. <laughs> the Superior Wednesday show. <laughs> That's right. I will never not say this, even if it is worse. Um, But no, so this week on Dynamite, we had the Young Bucks taking on Top Flight. Um, I don't know if it was for the tag team titles. It could have been. But Young Bucks won, so no titles changed hands regardless. <laughs> um, we had Kip Sabian taking on Orange Cassidy um in a way to kind of further the best friends Miro kind of feud um and Cassidy picked up the win. We had Pac making his much anticipated in ring return after many a month away. Oh so Pac is um, back. Pac is back and he took on the blade. Um and I've got here blade. That the blade one but I'm pretty sure Pac one maybe I was drunk Yeah, I thought won. Pac one. I think Pac you won. have you have wrote a. I um, I have I have but I'm pretty sure it was Pac. Pack one I think. Um, (laughs) Then we had, uh, obviously, the Inner Circle go to Vegas, baby. Um, So really hilarious segment uh, that we can talk about um, in a little bit. We had a fucking... I think,
0: and this is just drunken thinking here, you missed an opportunity here to leave Sammy Guevara behind and have Home Alone skits going.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, it was very much a parody of The Hangover, so there's a few things I think they could have done. Yeah in this Um to be honest I think we'll talk about the way end ended the segments which I thought I wasn't necessarily a fan of but the, mm-hmm. as a whole the segments I thought was good Um but what was fantastic about the show Anthony is we got to see NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb in a rematch with La Mera, Thunder Rosa um, and it was a fucking fantastic contest when is it not happened. man when so is it not? Good. Thunder, always you're a legend. You, you always were a legend. <laughs> Friend of the show and fucking excellent in ring. All around badass. Um, unfortunately, she did not manage to retain the title due to a few shenanigans um, with Britt Baker getting involved. But yes, yeah, Serena did retained, but what a hell of a match. It was fantastic. And
0: they're making it clear, Thunder's here for a little bit. We're going into a feud with Britt quite mm. clearly. Yeah. So we're going to see more of Thunder on AEW and by God, we need to
1: Oh, yeah. We we are ready for it. Make it happen. Bring the thunder. (laughs) Bring the thunder. Um, I want to be thunderstruck, as they say. Um, So, for the main event, we had uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks teaming up to take on Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. um, With Team Taz members, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, picking up the win in this one because of some more shenanigans. Was it Cody just being so distracted by staring at Darby Allen? Just, oh, man. It was. He was just just loves him, Marvin.
0: Let me kneel down to you again. Like yeah. fucking
1: weirdo. You're the just face the that runs make. my place, and Brandy's just like Cody. Stop it. <laughs> Take the posters down off the wall. Um. So highlights. He's so and...
0: cool, Brandy.
1: He's got a skateboard. <laughs> He's got complete disregard for his own life. He sets himself on fire and jumps off things. He's crazy. Um... Don't understand. I'm going to my room. <laughs> what are we talking about? I have no idea, but I, I prefer <laughs> talking about whatever the fuck that was. Um, so, Anthony highlights, and there are plenty, as it always is with Dynamite. Um, so let's just jump right in. So the yeah. jump, the um, opening match. Um, so ahead of it, we got a nice little intro package to Top Flight, um, who's a new up and coming team, um, and they were fucking fantastic. You know, it was mm-hmm. my first time watching them properly, and they took it to young bucks. Like young bucks were the with the guy slowing the match down, do you know what I mean? Which is rare for, like, young bucks. And, yeah. you know, I know that, by all accounts, um, Matt's knee is pretty fucked. Um, and, you know, they were playing on this quite heavily again. Uh, In the match, but yeah, top flight just fucking took it to them, and they were flying around everywhere, high spots for days, and they just looked. I dare say, no, no fists, just flips. No fists, just flips, one hundred percent. But no, I was super impressed with these guys, and obviously, you know, when when is any young bucks match a bad match? It just it was never going to be. But these guys really impressed me, so I'm really excited to see more top flight um, in the coming weeks. And I don't know, it's just great to see new up and coming teams and talents do you know what I mean it's not just the same usual suspects and guys who are just shit it's just like something exciting but yeah great way to open the show
0: and to be honest fair play to Matt because um, by all accounts his, his knee is legitimately fucked and he's still going exactly I don't know I how like wise that is they
1: tried to tell him he needs to stop and he just super kicked him mm, potentially did happen um, I know we didn't really cover it on the news as well but by all accounts Kenny Omega is injured and is working through injury at the moment as well so I, I mean, you, know. <laughs> you don't know whether to commend it or just call it stupid I don't know well, it's one of them. Like for a company like AW, if you you lose the Bucks and you lose Kenny Omega and Jericho goes off to tour with Fozzy straight away, you know, as despite as good of a job as they're doing building up stars. Yeah, <laughs> just have um,
0: John Moxley like, uh, guys, <laughs> and he's like, so uh, I'm gonna want some
1: paternity leave. Yeah, well, ex- exactly. That was news, and I well, totally missed it off, guys. This just in exactly. There you are, pregnant. Well, it comes into my highlights, so um, we may as well talk about that now. So, what Fine. the the most Moxley thing ever is to announce that you know your missus is pregnant as part of a promo. So, Moxley's there cutting a promo around, obviously. The lessons he's learned from his dad about like how not to be a screw up and blah 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 blah. Um, and then just mid promo, he's just like, You know, I got a pregnant wife at home, and it's just like, What? Like, that's how the wrestling industry found out yeah, about dropped. it like, amazing. And like, obviously, all Twitter and everything blew up afterwards, and people just and straight away, it gets more eyeballs on the product as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's insane, oh, yeah. like, he dropped it like a bomb, and everyone's like, What just happened? So they go back and watch that, yeah, exactly. Clever. So awesome um but yeah congratulations to them too to, indeed you know they are wrestling sweethearts at the moment aren't they you know um, and your kids are already featured on aw there you go <laughs> there you go um he's already going over fucking <laughs> uh, poor. yeah so great uh little little snippet there that was oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. unique goodness, yeah. um speaking of uh crazy awesome things uh we got to see the inner circle take on vegas baby um and yeah, it was just funny. Like everything they do is funny. And um this time, you know, there was a couple of things in there that was a bit like, mm, but by and large it was really amusing, I thought. Um yeah, so you could to give it it was it it wasn't all wins, but it it was it was decent. Yeah, like you know, it's not the highs of the whole Jericho and Cody promo like thing, or mm. you know, the inner circle like kind of Brady bubbly bunch stuff yeah. that he did you know. I really think it's going to be hard to talk <clears throat> about because they were fucking gold well exactly um, like they've, re- they've really done a lot of stuff like they've peaked like really high so it's really hard to carry-, carry on but for me I thought no I really enjoyed this as a segment obviously MJF and Jericho competed again much like they did with the steaks. They were trying to one-up each other, um, all this time on alcohol. So it was like trying to go for the strongest drink possible and they ended up drinking Everclear, which is pretty much 100% alcohol-proof. Um, and yeah, it was a terrible decision. <laughs> and I thought Jericho <clears throat> actually uh, stole the show a little bit where obviously MJF was like really out of it, but Jericho just couldn't speak. He was just like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: like I just proper tickled me, so I was laughing at that. Um, and then there was a couple of random bits. So obviously they added some Jericho lookalike to the group at one point because, as you do, you pick up randoms when you're absolutely off your head. And um, they also invited Elvis to be part of the inner circle, which naturally, as you do. Um, I mentioned before they pretty much ripped off The Hangover. So um, you know, well actually before that there was a really funny bit with um, Jake Hager and Wardlow, where obviously these two have been fantastic throughout this whole thing because they've just stared each other down constantly not saying anything just like looking at each other every segment every promo they're just there looking at each other and the same happened again inside a bar and they just looking at each other and they just decided to one-up each other by beating up random strangers to see who could beat up the the, the person the most and it was just i don't know fantastic character work i thought
0: yeah. oh yeah it's like low-key brilliant feud work between them two i'm hyped for their match already and they haven't even said anything
1: <laughs> exactly um But yeah, all that happened, and then you kind of basically black out, and you wake up inside some kind of hotel, and Jericho is in bed with Elvis. So he's like, what the fuck? And then Sammy Guevara is passed out inside a fountain. MJF is, like, taking the piss out of him, but it turns out Sammy's fucking put permanent marker all over his face and, like, you know, cussed him out. Um, There was a fucking chicken involved at one point. Um, Ortiz was absolutely fucking coked off his head and he was just going around just pumping iron just like going <laughs> mental which is hilarious and then nice. a bit of a, i don't know i wasn't i wasn't keen on the finish to be honest i think obviously you we are trying to parody the fact that in the hangover they're like oh holy shit there's a baby um and they basically hear some crying they go in they're torn swoggle dressed as a baby um okay yeah it wasn't ideal swoggle still in tna yeah, they have this okay. weird working relationship now, don't they, with all these other companies? So I I haven't seen much of like a, a working relationship with TNA though. That's the only thing. Well, they had um, Don Callis on commentary for the other week, didn't they, for um, Omega? Oh, right, sorry. So they kind of they have kind of got into it a little bit. But um, yeah, so for whatever reason that happened. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a. It's a shame really because I thought it was a fantastic segment, and that was just a, it left a bit of a mm, like. So it kind of ended on a bit of a dud. I thought they could have done something more. Like obviously, Mike Tyson's been involved before. Why wasn't Tyson there? Or yeah, like how was Tyson not there? That, That
0: lends itself right to the film.
1: Exactly. So there was a couple of ways they could have ended on a higher note. I thought, but you know, as with everything the inner circle do, and you know, I'm interested to see what happens with MJF now because you've got to assume that the kind of the end goal with this is he's going to try and usurp Jericho and take the faction for himself and all that kind of thing is.
0: For me, I reckon that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a series of undermining decisions and so on like that.
1: Yeah, You've uh, obviously got the, the, the animosity with Sammy and, um, and MJF at the minute, haven't you? But like, obviously, it seems it's going to be more than that. But I imagine Sammy will get kicked out of the inner circle at some point and you know, it's going to be the end of Jericho and Sammy and that's going to be quite a big, sad moment. And then it turns out MJF was just in it for himself all along kind of thing.
0: It'll be interesting to see where they go. It's almost like a classic movie thing, in it, like Sammy's the one who sees it, and he tries to warn Jericho, and Jericho's not having it. Such a nice guy, and like you say, Sammy's then gone from the group. It's yeah, a classic story in some senses.
1: Well, exactly. They're not really reinventing the wheel, but I don't know. It's it's entertaining. It's fun, Um I don't want to see this be MJF for the long term. Like it makes sense to do it for a few more weeks and yeah. have the storyline play out and have him and Jericho again or something like that. That's, that's cool, but like MJF is great when he's just the lone wolf and he's just a smarmy bastard so
0: yeah he only needs wadlow really
1: yeah even then like that's got to come to a head at some point hasn't it like that's not going to last forever so there's loads of directions but yeah i'd like to think that as good as this is that they're going to build to something and they just don't overdo it because i don't know MGF is, is great on his own as like it just as prick heel and mm. yeah i don't know interesting <laughs> see where it goes um so the next highlight is it's great to have pack back pack is back um, so, it was good to see him in the ring again. He's just such a fucking phenomenal talent, isn't he? He's, he is. He's built like a brick shit house. He can move like fucking a luchador. It's insane. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he was awesome. Um, the match itself was, was fine. It was good. After the match, Eddie Kingston basically tries to get Penta to turn on Pack and Ray Phoenix again, obviously, because he's his best friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, basically, Penta's not having any of it, and he goes after Eddie. Um, and death triangle is reformed. So... Just as I wanted, I wanted to see Pack as the leader of a faction. We're going to get to see
0: oh, it. I thought it was Heavy Metal Band, my bad. <laughs>
1: um, well, you never know, to be fair. But at the minute, you've got um, Eddie Kingston looking after Butcher and the Blade. Um, so it seems like there's going to be some sort of trio thing going on at the minute where it'll be Kingston, mm. Butcher and Blade versus Death Triangle.
0: Okay, so I'm there for
1: that. I'm down for that so that's good what else I'm down for Anthony is more Thunder Rosa because my fucking god she consistently steals the show every time she's on
0: any show every
1: downtime she is
0: a legend
1: insane um and you know she's been doing this how long was it like five years, Some four uh, years something like that
0: it was four years when we spoke to it I don't know it, it might be getting towards five because I think it was four and a bit but. yeah
1: any anyway, like minor semantics how can you be this good you know it's it's insane um she's legitimately one of the best i think she ranked like 8th 7th or 8th on uh, the
0: four, 14th cutting
1: oh well she should have been 7th or 8th um Man, she should have been number 1 <laughs> fuck these other people yeah um so you know i think it's a it's an amazing achievement for her for such a little time in the business but yeah the match itself was just phenomenal it just the ring psychology that she brings to it is just it's something else you you kind of You just get lost in it because it's not the same match. It's not cookie cutter every time. There's something different. You know, This
0: is the thing that like, this is why I'm so in awe of her, to be honest, because like she is so impassioned by the business. I've not seen Mm -hmm. this in a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's why it comes across. That's why it's she's booking the way she is because she wants it to be amazing. She wants to give it all to all of it. She wants to know every part of the business. She is just like... Uh, even speaking to her even more has sold me on it she's just like she's got such a mind for wrestling like it's insane yeah and then um, like you know she's she tried such, to help out one of them smaller podcasts as well quite recently um some fella called chris and she's she's been on his um his show as well to talk a little bit more about about her wrestling experience
1: yeah definitely you know it's it's good to see that we're inspiring these other podcasts you know of the likes of what's it called talk talk talking jericho or something but yeah something a like, like, that. like a yeah. Um, but obviously, we obviously had Thunder Rosa on our show, and then obviously he's seen that. Obviously, you know, being
0: a fan of the show, he's he's reached out to exactly, it. And he's listened to it. naturally we've him. said, you know what, you should because it helps a little guy out.
1: You know, well that's it. So you know, we're we're, we're happy that she's able to to help out those those <laughs> other smaller smaller pods. Um, but no, I just yeah, it was so good. Um, you know, Thunder, we we're always going to be massive fans for life. You know, she was good enough to take some time out of her schedule, chat to us about what wrestling used to hear and what she wants to give back to the business and you know you could say that we're looking at it with rose rose colored glasses on but thunder and rose we are rose colored glasses on if you will but, <laughs> hey! um... and fact, we kind of are but she was our first <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, <laughs> so good no um... it's one of
0: them where like not to digress from this match but it was like a mind fuck because like I was so sold on her anyway I think you were mm. you were really hyped on her as well but I was so yeah. sold on her as a wrestler and then to get her on the show was just awesome, just amazing. I'll still be in awe of that in yeah. years to come because, like, didn't expect that, didn't expect the response. Just trying me, hand. but um, <laughs> yeah, and like we were already so hyped about her anyway. So that that's such a such a crazy thing. But she's she's so like. She's so good with the fans, anyway, isn't she? To be
1: fair, yeah, 100%. She's um, she's, she's a fucking saint, and you know, the, the work she's doing, she's such a, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, she's involved in so many things. You've got Mission Pro, um, which is her own uh, company that promotes, definitely should check it out, guys, on Title yeah, Match Network, 100%. Like, check it out, um, they do some great stuff, and it's, it's crazy to think that you know, before because she, she's gonna be an absolute megastar, there's no there's no denying it, you know, she already is, and I just think the world's exactly. a Royster, like, whether she, you know, becomes, like, the mainstay in AW, whether she'd spend some time in WWE, whether she goes after MMA, whether she does everything combined, like, she's, she's gonna be, you know, if she's 14th now, I, I honestly legitimately thought she was higher, so, you know, she's definitely gonna be vying for that number one spot in years to come, um, in terms yeah. of the, the best, the best women's wrestlers out there, cool. so.
0: No, she she is inspiring. But not to not to um but we'll close off the Why We Love Rosa segment. Uh if we could, Carl, and we'll continue talking about dynamite. <laughs> if we must. Um, <laughs> but no. Sorry, um, that was a digression, guys, and it was mostly motivated <laughs> by me wanting to talk about it. Sorry about that.
1: But no, um obviously Thunder was unsuccessful in her attempt to regain the title after an e- uh, an epic match, and part of that is due to uh, Rebel or Reba um and Britt Baker getting involved and basically Brit Baker um, basically takes out uh, Thunder Rosa and then makes it infinitely harder for it to get back in the match. And subsequently goes on to lose. So you know the booking kept Thunder look stro- looking strong. It didn't. That Thunder Serena. look strong. <laughs> it didn't hurt Serena at all either uh, because you know she showed she was more than capable regardless of that interference. And yeah, it was just a really great match, booked really well, and it sets up something in Brit versus Thunder Rosa, which is going to be huge for for Brit Baker because. You know, Thunder Rose is, is widely seen as one of the best I out mean, there to dare do this.
0: So. Correct me if you disagree, Carl, but I think this will be Brit's biggest feud so far.
1: Oh yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? You know, like I mean she's not really because of her injury and stuff, especially in A. W, she's not had the opportunity to have many um feuds. Obviously the the stuff with Big Swall was great. Um but yeah, I think you know, this could be groundbreaking for her i think um for her mm. character and you know Brits being phenomenal um in her role as well so yeah i'm really looking forward to see how they how they handle this one and if, if it does continue and we do get to see it yeah um and lastly the final highlight um was just a solid main event um i don't want to talk too much about the actual match because it was fine it wasn't you know super like let's let's write home about it it was good it was entertaining but all in all, I probably wouldn't say it was one of the strongest main events they put out in a while. But the reason why it makes it as a highlight is for weeks now. We've seen uh, Will Hobbs um, coming out and kind of, you know, showing his allegiance to kind of Cody and, and Darby trying to go against Team Taz, and it turns out that he's actually aligned himself with Team Taz this time. Um, See, so I, I
0: was I was curious about this, and I tried to ask you, Carl, and it says to you like, you know, there's rumors that the Hobbs is gonna is gonna um, turn on on his teammates and, and uh, I said to you like you know Will Hobbs and you didn't answer me and you go poor dad jokes we're done now
1: um, <laughs> he's here all week guys he's here all week um, but Will Hobbs he will um, so he, he will. did he did turn um, on uh, his former friends and he's now joining Team Taz so Team Taz is looking stronger by the week um, so it's good it's good to have factions in it like, let's be honest it's... Yeah. I look forward to a future Taz team match as team. Yeah. Like like a tag team, but with a well, yeah. spinning. More well, spinny shit. Yeah. Um, and in terms of our shit, Anthony, so they were I'm not a fan of contract signings. I'm Me really, right. And we get to see we get to see one on SmackDown as well this week, which I won't spoil. But um, you know, the one of the segments booked for this show was gonna be Moxley and Omega signing their contract because obviously Omega won the um, tournament to be the number one contender and after that promo Moxley did, before he can go out to the ring, he was found backstage, taken out. Um,
0: Ironically, he was found by the cleaner.
1: <laughs> just, just kidding. I, don't I know. like it. I like it. It was actually his uh, cheerleader girls. They're just sweeping up and was like, oh, shit, we just come across a wild Kenny Omega. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so – uh, oh, I'm not Kenny Omega. Damn it, Moxley. You get, The joke's fine. It's still it's, fine. It still sounds It um, works. But, yeah, so someone's taken out Moxley somehow for some reason so is it Kingston it, like is it Omega before like who knows um but yeah Omega is a phenomenal wrestler he's one of the best wrestlers there today character work mm, he came out in a suit and shades on and he wasn't great on the mic he was just kind of like oh these like oh first it's this first it's that I just I just want to sign the match and he tries to sign the contract the pen doesn't work it's just a bit like, uh, it just felt really flat, I thought. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, I,
0: I'm not going to give uh, AEW a pass on it just because it's AEW. When you don't do contracts for most of your matches, this becomes really noticeably stupid. Why has yeah. he had to sign one? He's, he's had title matches before now mm-hmm. and not had to sign a contract. So why the fuck are we signing one now? Yeah.
1: I think at this point, it's, it's lazy. It's lazy booking. It's lazy yeah, writing. It's a way of getting because... them both in
0: the ring together and they don't need to do it that way. No,
1: definitely not. And it's not even a way to get them both in the ring together. Because you injured him backstage. <laughs> well, exactly. And it was just like, I don't know. I don't know what it added to their feud. It hasn't built them up anymore. like Unless it's no. revealed that it was Omega that took him out or whatever. Like, maybe I dare then, say this but... is as
0: close to like bad WWE booking as I've seen AEW do. Yeah. Because what they're doing is reminding us that these two are having a match. And we don't need that. No. I we could have it... not had them interact with each other at all this week and I wouldn't
1: have been bothered. Exactly. Like, there's enough there. Like They've had a, an epic hardcore style match before that was... You know, brutal and insane. And like the whole premise behind this one is Moxley's never beaten Omega in a wrestling match. And Omega is the best wrestler in the world. So that is enough to sell this match.
0: I feel like I've heard about that before. (laughs) So they've had a match and uh, now we're saying that Omega thinks he
1: can out-wrestle him. Not out.
0: Where have I heard that uh, before, Carl? Do
1: you know what? It's a very fair point. I hadn't really made that a connection, but yeah, it does kind of scream <laughs> uh, Edge and Orton a bit, doesn't it? It does,
0: um, and uh, I think Edge is going to win. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm calling I, I, you on
0: it, dynamite. I don't. I'm sorry to do it, but I'm calling you. On. This is this is a rehash of Edge Orton. Yeah, it's, uh,
1: <laughs> it's it's a very fair comparison. I hadn't even thought about it, but you know, it's it's one of them. Like it 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 makes storyline sense, just like Orton and Edge did. But yeah, maybe it's not the most creative and. I don't really understand. The thing is, it I doesn't need to be it was a match we segment. wanted. Yeah. Like this
0: segment was pointless, but the match itself is a match we want. So it doesn't need to be the most creative in any sense. They just didn't need to do this segment though. They could have had a they could have had a week off on them too. It wouldn't have mattered.
1: No, yeah, it just felt super unnecessary. It was like, let's just find a way to get him on the show, but like not really get them on the show. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. And um, I think you, you called up you called him out previously and was like, I don't get the cleaner character, I don't get the Kenny Omega character, um, who he's become now and yeah, I don't really get this kind of suit, suit wearing shades guy because he just—I don't know—he just didn't land for me. Like maybe he'll get better because I was critical of Moxley when he first came in AW. He just felt a bit lunatic, fringy. And um, for me,
0: I feel like Omega's becoming that uncertain about his character that he might as well be pulling my hardy gimmick and just change it every five seconds.
1: Yeah, he just needs to kind of settle with something like who—who who is he? And like, like all he needs—he doesn't need like overworking. He just needs to be. I'm—I'm I'm the best wrestler, so. Be that's sad. the thing. Sadly, I think he's he's
0: he's looking back at the Jap- Japan. I said it really with that Japan stuff. Um, he's looking back at New Japan, and I think that's some of the problem because, like, mm. it, all due respect to New Japan, they have a different style over there, and what works for them doesn't necessarily work for a product like AEW. Mm. And I think the cleaner is a prime example of that.
1: Agreed. But that was dynamite, um, and despite that one, oh shite, I thought the whole show was um, really good, really entertaining, pretty much covered all the bases that you can want from a wrestling show. There was great matches, there was great segments, there was comedy. You know, it had pretty much everything. Um, that being said, I'm going to score it at three and a half. Um, it doesn't. It wasn't enough to get a four because I think even though, you know, I loved seeing Top Flight and, and the books, um, you know, Pac was back, which was, you know, the match itself was okay, but meh. Um, you know, that women's title match fucking fantastic the inner circle stuff was good but i don't know they're just other than that title match the the matches themselves didn't feel that grand to the point where i'm like oh this was a, a big show um so even though the quality of it was fine yeah i don't know it could have be, it could have felt a bit bigger for me um but yeah three and a half i think yeah. it was it was still a really solid show
0: to be honest i'm i'm a little bit i agree with your sentiments but it didn't get to a three and a half for me i'd, I'd have to give it a three it was a good week um better than any other show this week but um, that was by and large due to the Thunder Rosa match, to be honest with you. The mm. rest of them were, were, were okay. But yeah. we fall into that, that trope of the contract signing. And yeah, I, unfortunately, I was at a three and a half until I started talking about the Edge-Randy Orton thing. And that's yeah. bugging me more, more and more, I think, about it. So yeah, I'm going to go with the three before it gets any lower.
1: Okay, that's fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so should we talk about SmackDown,
1: Carl? That's the latest Let's be
0: on. honest. This is the let's let's get ready for survivor series show. So I'm not going to linger on this too long, guys. Sorry, but we're going to talk about survivor series anyway. So as far as the card goes, Carl, we have the New Day and the Street Profits going up against Ziggler, Rude, Corbin, and Zane, with the New Day and Street Profits taking a win. We have Natalia going up against Tamina. With the winner joining the Women's Survivor Series team. That's right, Natalia gets another shot at joining the Women's, so join, yeah, the women's thing. Uh, and Natalia takes the win, so she's actually part of it now. We have a Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre contract signing. We have Rollins going up against Buddy um, with Buddy, buddy taking the win. And then we have Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso with, I didn't say, but I'm going to go with Jay Uso because I'm pretty sure Jay won it. Maybe <laughs> Bryan. We'll get to that. <laughs> Why didn't I write it down? Do you remember, Carl? Um, no. There was shenanigans involved anyway. We'll I think Brian it. won it. Okay, we'll give it that. Right, so as far as highlights go, Carl, for SmackDown, and I want to try and be as breezy as possible. Uh, the Brian Rousseau match, whilst I've just neglected to remember who won, but understandably because it was quite a hard fought match, um, was a really good match. And I think what I really enjoyed about this, and I don't know if you feel this way because uh, it's a bit of a daft sentiment, but this was one of the few things that weren't setting up Survivor Series it weren't Survivor Series related. It was just a good match on SmackDown. And I really appreciated that. So um, that was one thing. like That goes in a highlight because they put on a really good match together. There's this echo that they're going to build towards maybe another match with them, maybe going into him versus Roman Reigns, which I'm all for. But all in all, um, a good match between the two. And they have actually got a good bit of chemistry together, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, second highlight, Carl, I'm going to surprise you here. Whilst I hate the cliche of contract signings, as far as contract signings go... This one was really good. And given the fact that we've had only a couple of weeks to build this feud up, it did the job really well, I think. Didn't have to come out and attack each other or anything like that. Nice contract signing, nice bit of back-and-forth promo work. Did it have to be a contract signing? No, of course it didn't. But, you know, it, it did what it needed to do. And um, As far as contract signings go, it wasn't the worst one I've seen.
1: Well, it's hard to sell your new merch as being head of the table when you're not sat at the table doing a contract signing. so.
0: Fair points, but, but do you agree with me, Carl? Or is this still like a really big pet peeve for you?
1: Yeah, it just, it, there's just so many different ways to do stuff. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. It was great heel work by Roman again. And Drew's a secondary champion and blah, blah, blah. But did it have to be a contract signing? Nah. Cool. Right,
0: so that's how Carl feels about it. Whatever. It was good. Anyway, as far as our shites go, Carl, uh, and I'm, again, keeping it breezy, guys. Um, we've had fucking weeks now of Natty trying to be part of the Survivor Series team. Um, and this week she was kind of getting pissy about the fact that she had to. Uh, Bailey didn't have to qualify, and she's like, oh, I, rah, rah, rah. and I'm like, but you've had like three fucking losses now to try and join this team. That's why you have to qualify, right there, because you keep losing." Um, so I just, I, I don't know. I don't get where they're going with this. I don't get why they've made her lose so many weeks um, and keep having different attempts. How many? Like, she's acting like she's outdone to, but how many times are they going to give her a shot at doing it? Yeah, that's like giving her an open goal and going go on you score the next goal and she keeps fucking missing anyway like what more does she want so I find that kind of as a booking sense I find it kind of weird mm-hmm. Um and I don't know how you feel about this because technically it wasn't the continuation of Ray and Rollins but when they said Ray and Rollins they were done that was it I didn't expect that uh, we were still getting Murphy and Rollins with the Mysterios featuring. That kind of bugged me. It's like, just let it go. Let them fight other people now. I'm sick of this.
1: Like, I honestly don't know where they're going to go from here because I agree. I I thought it was going to be mostly done and it was kind of like, okay, Murphy is... You know almost earned their trust, so it was like yeah they had to really cement it, didn't they? um so that happened again, but then obviously we've got what, what happened at Survivor Series with Seth, so maybe it is fully done now, maybe we won't see Seth again for a bit
0: but um, yeah, and as I say, this was technically it was a match against him and Murphy, but like they still had all the stereo shenanigans, so yeah, I don't know are we t- are we' gonna turn Murphy into a luchador? <laughs>
1: that'd be interesting um I thought um Elia was she's getting better as an actress. But at the same no, time... no, no,
0: no, Carl! You got to, When I said that the other week, when I turned around and said, "I'll give her a do, I'll try and be positive, she's <laughs> getting better," you were like, "No, fuck this shit." So, no, Carl. I'm no, I'm not letting you say that? She is
1: getting better. You're right, but um, <laughs> what was there that, was...
0: sorry, what was that last bit? <laughs> I,
1: don't, I, I don't know. Um, I think I think you may have heard some interference on the mic. Oh, my um, bad. <laughs> it could be the voices in your head. Um, but no, but they do say that. Yeah, there was a bit where she kind of. Like got startled by Seth or something, and like really, and fell over. But it was, it was so fucking corny, and like, like you, you just don't fall over like that. Do you know what I mean? She basically learns how to almost do the splits and fall safely on her ass, and it was just kind of like, mm. just that yeah. one thing. Just I, I look right with. So yeah. So
0: um. <laughs> overall, overall, Carl SmackDown, maybe a one. Wow, <laughs> and this is purely because it aggrieved me that most of this was like, like, did we need the open and like weird eight-man tag match that are always a clusterfuck with WWE anyway? Did we need the New Day rocking up on SmackDown even though that you know they're not meant to be able to do that anymore? I get we're building towards Survivor Series, but it's just kind of stupid. Um, a lot of it was just let's get ready for the pay per view, and it's like I get that this is Friday and the pay per view is like tomorrow, but still, just maybe have a SmackDown Cause I, I don't know, kind of kind of bugs me. And I'm giving it a one yeah. because of that one really good match between Bryan and Uso.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought this was a terrible go-home show. That being said, I don't think it was worse than NXT. Um, I like the Bryan-Uso match. Um, I didn't mind Rollins. I know it's been, it's been done, but I didn't actually mind Rollins-Murphy either. And even though it was a contract signing, I did like Roman. Um, his heel work. <laughs> Get away. Stop <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, for me, one and a half, I think. Um, it was better than NXT. Okay. I disagree.
0: Okay, then.